It's great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website, and you can follow me at Facebook.com slash Clark Howard. Coming up later this hour, I don't know if you heard this, saw this, how incredibly dangerous it is to be behind the wheel when you're sleepy. So many people who live in metro areas or more rural areas where you do enormous amounts of driving every day, the grogginess that can come with that is life-threatening. I'm going to talk about that later. Speaking of life-threatening, though, I keep thinking about a call we had on the air that I keep playing over in my mind. Concerned a gentleman who ended up in a really bad way because he'd had uh, back pain and had been prescribed an opiate for it and got hooked and it ended up owning him, the addiction. And he called to report that he had beaten it with a lot of help and called on, I think, the 70th day, if I remember right, that he was free of the curse of that addiction. Well, now there's a new report out in the Journal of the American Medical Association that has important messages in it for any of us. Okay, first, if you go to a hospital emergency room, what are the odds that for whatever you walk in that door for, that they're going to write you a prescription for an opiate. One in three. One in three. Now, what are the odds that even taking it that one time, you could end up being hooked? It's absolutely ridiculous, the percent that can end up with what's known as problematic behaviors. That's med speak for ending up potentially addicted 15 to 25 percent. 15 to 26 percent, I'm sorry. But here's the thing that has caused an uproar among pain med doctors is that the study reported on in the Journal of the American Medical Association found that people who were prescribed an over-the-counter med like Advil or Tylenol, I would hope that you would use generic ibuprofen or generic acetaminophen. But anyway, that the pain relief was equal between taking those for what ailed you and taking one of the opiates. Now, there's been a lot of blowback on that from Doctors who write these pain meds say, wait, 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 this study was stacked. It's not fair in how they compared the two, blah, 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 blah. The point is we lost perhaps 60,000 people last year who died from opiate addiction. That is a shocking number. And it's playing with fire to take them. 15 years ago, when I was in 
pain like I'd never experienced in my life. Couldn't walk, work, or sleep because of back pain. I refuse to ever take any of those pain pills. And it was miserable living with the pain. Ultimately, I had to have back surgery. Thank goodness. In my case, it went from being a pain level of 8, 9, or 10 all times to a pain level of, is there a zero? Ultimately, to zero. Still have a numb big toe that I have to deal with. That's what, how I, what I blame on my lack of balance. But anyway, I never had to worry about any addiction because I wouldn't take anything. So just take that under advisement. Remember, you got a one in three chance that they're going to write you one of those scripts. And then you've got as high as a one in four chance that just from that first script you'll end up addicted. Don't do it. Danny's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Danny. How you doing? Just fine, Clark. It's great to talk to you. Well, great to have you here. You are a retired airline employee. What'd you do? I was a ticket agent. Really? My my brother was that for a while. I'd heard that, yes. Yeah. So he well, decided it was more work than he realized. Oh, yeah. I After 25 years, I agree with him. Well, he was a retired lawyer, and uh, you may have heard me say this. He was billing people, I think, six fifty an hour and retired, and he was bored, and he took a job as a ticket agent at $11 an hour. <laughs> well, I was making a little more than that when I retired, but, you know, to me, it just wasn't worth it anymore. Yeah, well, I think his six fifty was better than the 11 So, Danny, what's going on? Well... As you know, I'm, uh, as being an airline employee retiree, I, I'm always on the lookout to make extra money, and you know that we get lifetime flight benefits with, with the airline that you work for. A couple of weeks ago, you talked to a lady, and you told her that she, that, well, she told you that she wanted to ship her car to another part of the country. Well, you told her about a website where they go pick up the car and the truck, and then they, they drive it over to another part of the country. Well, I'm, like I say, I'm always on the lookout for an, a, uh, a job opportunity. I would like to be able to go to a website and maybe affiliate myself with a website where I fly to a place where they're originating, and I drive the car for them because I love to drive. I drive the car for them to their new city, and then I take the plane back to my home city. Well, actually, you could make it more complicated. You go wherever the job is, since you have pass riding privileges, and drive the vehicle to where they want it to go, and then fly home from wherever that is. And that would give right. you a much wider marketplace. Right. That's why I'm prepared to fly to the to the city where they're originating, drive the city to the drive the car to the new city, and that, and then fly back to my home city. So you, the biggest you might know of a, of a website where I can maybe affiliate myself yeah. or something like that. So the website I talked about with the person probably was UShip. Yes. All right. And so UShip, there are people who this is what they do is that they move uh, vehicles around for people, RVs, cars. It could be a SUV, whatever, and uh, and they 
relocate it for them. Now, usually with the car relocations, the people doing that, uh, whether through U-Ship or a competitor, they tend to drive those trailers attached to a pickup truck. Right. And they're moving uh, three to five vehicles at a time, usually three vehicles at a time. And the reason people want them moved on a trailer is they're not putting miles on the odometer on the vehicle, moving it that way. Sure. And I understand that. I was hoping maybe I could do it a little cheaper my way, one at a time, where I'd actually drive the car for someone who's like a, on a budget. Say, well, why don't, you, why don't you... If you're ready to do this, why don't you put yourself out there on U-Ship, and when people have a job available, you bid on it. You know, U-Ship works like a reverse auction, Okay. where on eBay, the price goes up through the auction. On U-Ship, the price goes down over time. Would you have any kind of idea about what kind of liability I would need to get for something like that? Well, that depends on your own automobile insurer. What they would require from you, because you're not operating your own vehicle, you're operating someone else's. And what they might advise you to get is an umbrella insurance policy, which tends to cost about $200 or so a year. Right. And that sits overall anything that happens pretty much while you're breathing. And so on you, Shippy, you think I could bid on some of these things where people would know I'm actually driving their car? Yeah, yeah, because okay. it, it's it's a number of different things. And if you can drive a recreational vehicle, that's where the real money can be made driving one vehicle. Sure. Because people will, uh, like what people will do, a lot of times somebody will be a Floridian part-time, and they want to go take a trip in the mountains out west, and they'll need somebody. They don't want to drive it all the way from Florida out west and then drive it all the way back east so they'll they might hire you twice once to drive it to like denver or something where they get in it and one to come back and any of a number of possibilities like that so just put yourself out there and see what you can make happen for yourself and uh, at first people will be reluctant to hire you till you have listings so you might have to go extra cheap at first and then once you build up a reputation then you're able to charge steadily higher prices. And the pass writing privilege makes this all possible. Justin joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Justin. Hi, Clark. Thanks for taking my call. Certainly. You're thinking of moving to smaller quarters, huh? Right. Well, how can I be of help with that? So we're in a great place where we, we have a house that's actually too big for us. And we, previous to this one, we rent or we owned our other house with a smaller mortgage, a 15-year mortgage. And we're thinking about selling the larger, too big for us house and moving back into our rental, in which case we would have some equity. And we really want to know, should we pay down all or some of the mortgage with our equity uh, or invest this money? What a great question. The market you're in, is it strong that you're going to be able to move your bigger house at a pretty good price? Yes. Great. We'll, uh, we'll see a great appreciation since Wonderful. four years ago. Wonderful. In four years, you'll see a huge appreciation? Yes, sir. 
Wow. That is great, Justin. All right. So the question has several different layers about where it goes. On the rental home that you would move back into, what mortgage interest rate does it carry? It's really low. It's a 15-year, 2.5%. You do not pay that off. Okay. There's too much flexibility of other things you can do with the money that would be more advantageous. Do you still work? Yes. We we both have jobs. Um, if we did this, the hope is that my wife might be able to leave a position that she isn't as happy with and do more community work that'll pay less but give her more satisfaction. Good for her. And with the excess money you, you'll have from the sale of the property, it means that you'll be able to max out Roth IRAs every year moving forward. Yes, we've been doing that for the last 10 years. We've been following your advice. What are you going to do with all your money? You got it together, well, huh? That's what we're trying to figure out. All right, so in your case, do you work at an employer that has a 401k or something like it? I do. I contribute the max to 18000 into the 401k. Um, if if we if my wife changes position, she doesn't have a 401k, but maybe I was even considering switching because I can put it into a Roth 401k. And that's and a great idea because if she goes into a lower paying profession, your tax bracket will go down, mm-hmm. and then it would be neat because if you do the same maximum. 18 was 18.5 now whatever it's yes. it's adjusting now i forget what it's going to but it's a little adjustment but anyway you do the max and when you turn 50 you'll be able to contribute more than that you do the roth effectively you're raising the amount you're contributing by 30 mm-hmm. percent because it's after tax money instead of before right so that's that's kind of our plan a All right so if you if you have any debts besides the a two and a half percent mortgage? No, we would. It, once we sell the big house, we wouldn't have any other debt. There's no car, no credit card. We're, we're we've been diligent, following your advice. All right. So, as alternative strategies, you could actually invest money in other ways. You could have you've been a landlord. If you like being a landlord, you could maybe consider buying another rental property. And uh, we've heard that you, yeah, how much you love being a landlord. I do, and and, and I don't know, how, how's the experience been for you being a landlord for these last few years? It hasn't been bad. Uh, we've had great tenants, um, have only, well, in four years, moved to uh, three different parties. However, uh, we've managed it ourselves. Uh, we get a little bit of positive cash flow, maybe Three hundred to four hundred dollars a month, and over time that becomes very valuable. So, I mean, there's lots of things you can do, but the one thing I would not do is take a two and a half percent mortgage out, unless psychologically it feels so great to you to be mortgage debt free, owe no money to anybody. That would overcome what, in dollars and cents terms, would make sense to keep in place and use the money for other investing. It's time for Ask Clark. Normally you hear producer Joel asking the question, but Joel is out today, so Krista is asking the Ask Clark. What you got? 
Okay, Kathy wants to know, you've frequently mentioned using UMA as an alternative to home phone service. What about using UMA Office? I'm on the board of a small church, and we're paying $150 a month for traditional phone service, which is outrageous. $150! Right, so interestingly enough, UMA Office, or small business, is much better as a money saver than UMA for the home. You pay, starting at 20 bucks a month, for a zillion different calling features, plus all those big office kind of automated attendant things, the only thing is you have to have an internet connection at the church in order to do it. But with how much you'd save with the UMA phone service, you could offer internet there too. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to keep more of what you make. Clark.com's our main website. ClarkDeals.com is where you go to save money each and every day. So, question for you. Once you think back, how much sleep did you get last night? How much? How much? I got seven and a half hours. Krista, you got your normal three hours? No, I got like, I usually try to get seven, but I got I only got like four or five last night. Four or five. Kim, how many hours sleep did you get? I got about eight with like a 30-minute break in the middle. Okay. We had cat issues last night. Well, not getting enough sleep, and Kim, you're the only one of us, I guess, who really crossed the threshold of enough, is a real problem for your health and your safety. Did you know that if you aren't getting enough sleep, that your chance of heart attack or stroke increases significantly. And it's just a fact that you're asking for it when you don't get enough sleep. But did you know that there's now a belief that when you don't get enough sleep, that you become hyper-dangerous on the road? Perhaps even, I, I even hesitate to say this, but... A study at UCLA said that it can be as dangerous as being under the influence when you are really sleep-deprived. And if you do a lot of driving, there's a tendency to get sleepy. I have a friend who used to work at a job that required on... He lived in one city and worked in another Monday to Friday. And so... Sunday night at 2 a.m., he would get up and he would drive four hours to where he had to be at work starting at 6 in the morning on Monday morning. And he would nod off driving. And so he came up with this routine where he'd, if it was chilly, he'd have the window down so he was getting buffeted by cold air. And he had this this device that was like an isometric thing that would do hand exercises and when he'd start to get sleepy he'd keep one hand on the wheel and then he'd do these exercises to try to keep himself awake but i bet if you've lived long enough you know somebody who's fallen asleep behind the wheel or went drowsy behind the wheel so true confessions my wife and i were driving in an area that is very familiar to me, 
has a network. Some of the streets are one way. And I was really, really tired. It's nighttime. And I turned on a one-way street the wrong way. And I'm driving along and I'm like, look at that guy. He's coming at me. He's coming the wrong way. And then Lane says, no, you're the one going the wrong way. Yep, that happened. And as quickly as I could, I made a turn and got out of harm's way and causing harm to other people. But I just want you to think about it when, you're, when you know you're really tired. Really think about whether you should be out on the road just like you would if you had a drink, or you should if you had a drink. But the ultimate is if you tend to stay up watching some show late at night or whatever, you're not getting a good enough sleep cycle, really think about how much better your day will go, how much better your health will be, and how much safer you'll be if you get some more sleep. Steve's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Steve, you are tired of throwing money away. Yes, hey, Clark. What are you throwing thank money away on? First, I want to thank you for doing this show. I listen all the time and really appreciate it. Thank you very much. My question is uh, if I should wait for the holidays to change plan carriers or phone carriers. For your for cell service, how many members do you have in your family that are on your plan? Four. And I've heard you talk about the... Uh, T-Mobile, $160 family plan for four phones that T-Mobile has? Yeah, but I got one better right now. Really? Yeah, T-Mobile, you know, all the cell carriers except Verizon have a discount brand also for people that are really price sensitive. And T-Mobile has its discount brand called Metro PCS. Have you ever heard of them? No. So Metro is... T-Mobile's, uh, it's the same T-Mobile service. It's just for people who are like, well, that's too much money for me. That's why there's Metro. So Metro right now is running a family unlimited plan, four lines for 100, and that includes all junk fees. Wow. So $25 per line per month for unlimited talk, unlimited text, unlimited data. And if you bring over if you bring over a whole family crew like that, they have phones they'll give you right now. So you can get a brand new phone. It's not going to be one of the greatest, latest, fantastic um, Androids or iPhones, but you get a free phone for each person. Okay, that sounds good. The... Uh the coverage is the same as T-Mobile, then? Or, it is the same network. It is T-Mobile. Okay. Now, some of the features you get with T-Mobile, you won't get with Metro. Like, for example, um, T-Mobile's fastest-growing customer base are people who travel outside the United States because T-Mobile is free to use almost everywhere around the world if you're a U.S. customer. But if... Right. If that's not a big issue for your group of four, then 
Metro is likely a better deal for you than T-Mobile at the hundred a month instead of one sixty. Okay, can we use our the phones that we have now? You sure can, have- as long as you're on um, AT and T. You can use AT and T phones on T-Mobile or on Metro PCS. If your phones are okay. from Sprint or Verizon. You may not be able to use them on either Metro or T-Mobile. But what I would recommend you do, Steve, go look at MetroPCS.com and look at the network coverage area, look at the plan that's available, and you may decide this is the one you want. Okay. So... You don't think there's going to be better deals during the holidays? You know what's great with the cell phone stuff is that since no contracts are required anymore, if you go to whoever you're going to go to and then suddenly somebody has a fantastic deal, well, you might just find you switch again. Oh, yeah. Nothing holding you there, right? Exactly. That's what's so wonderful is you and I are the boss now. You know, the cell phone companies used to rip us off with those hideous two-year contracts, but that is done, and you and I are in charge. All these cell phone carriers work for us. Nate's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Nate. Hey, how are you today? Great, thank you, Nate. You're headed to Italy for your anniversary. Yeah, I've got a little time before I go, but yes. That's great. Italy is a real crowd pleaser. Well, we're super excited. Um, We've got about five years before we go. Five years? You are a planner and a half. (laughs) Well, in the meantime, I was thinking about, well, what can we do with the savings that we're trying to uh, save up for our trip? You just slap it into an online savings account. Okay. Um, I've heard you mention a couple on the show. Are there some that you would think were better than others? In my book, as long as they're FDIC insured and all you're using for is an online savings account, whoever will pay you the most interest, which right now seems to be about 1.35%, but interest rates are likely headed higher from here. So over time, you've got five years, you're going to see interest rates move around a lot, but typically going up because they've been artificially held down for a long time. Yeah. And so you can link one to your existing checking account, if you wish, wherever you do that with one of those online banks, and you just keep putting money in it as you're building up for your anniversary trip. Yeah, that sounds great. That's uh, kind of what I was looking for. And if you go to bankrate.com, you'll see... There's a button you can click there for best savings rates, and just go with whoever's paying the most. Okay. So I must tell you, I am still marveling at what you told me. I, I cannot recall a circumstance or situation where someone had already picked where they were going and was planning for it five years out. <laughs> well, it was more, mostly my wife's idea. Okay. I'll give her credit for that. All right. Well, Italy is my wife's favorite place, too. 
And she has found out from her parents doing genetic testing that she is 4% Italian. And she's decided that when she's there, that's mistaken. And she's actually 100% Italian. She loves it so much. And Krista, I think we have time to slip in and ask Clark. Is that right? I think we do. Let's see. Um, Carrie says, my husband has been deployed. He left me a check for $4,500 to pay for emergencies. We're debt-free and my salaries cover all expenses, so I don't foresee I'll need to spend that money. Should I put it in a savings account or what should I do with it? He'll be gone for 11 months. Yes. First, if you would express to him my gratitude for his service to our country, the sacrifices that families make, even when everybody comes back A-OK, it's an enormous sacrifice to be separated from your spouse like that. And as far as what you do, it dovetails exactly with what I just said for the Italian um, anniversary trip. They just put it in an online savings account. And since you're a military family, you also can look at what is available in savings from Navy Federal, Pentagon Federal, or from USAA, but often the online banks are paying more. Matt's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Matt. How you doing? Hey, Clark. I'm great. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. So, Matt, you're thinking of going solar. I'd love to go solar, and I just want to know what the best way to get into it is. I see a lot of plug-and-play type things available and grid versus battery yeah, good question. All right, so the the battery as part of backup for it is not for completely leaving the grid unless you live in, have a home, like somebody who has, let's say, a cabin in an extremely rural area. Doing solar with battery backup is a fantastic idea. And it will first become something that will be very viable For someone building a home in a rural area where it costs so much to have the power lines run by the rural electrical provider, it will make sense for people to look at, depending on where they live in the country, whether a wind turbine on their own property would make sense or solar tied in with battery backup and not being on the grid at all. But for anybody who has access to the grid, The battery is only for backup purpose, not as replacement for being connected to the grid. Gotcha. Are are you thinking of this at your principal home? I'm thinking of it as my principal. Yeah, at my principal home. I've had the home about five years. So Um, I'm I'm a solar addict. I am so into it. I we have what's called a solar farm at our house, where it's not on the roof. It's placed on a hillside behind the house. And it's ridiculous. I go show people who are visiting, I go show them our solar farm. I'm so excited and proud of it. Did you put it in yourself or did you have to hire out? I can't do anything for myself. I am incapable. So, yeah, I hired a contractor who was a solar specialty firm to install the solar farm. Gotcha. And you just plugged back into the grid. Yeah, so it provides power to our house, and when we are generating more power than the house needs, the overrun goes to the power company. Today, if I was doing it over again, because the pay rate from the power company is very poor, 
I would have used batteries. And oh. and ultimately, if there's an affordable option to to add that to to retrofit what I've got, I'll do that. So far, the numbers don't work for that. Is what I've been told by the solar company we used. Okay. Um, one thing I would not do is do not lease a solar system. Okay. Because you're creating an obligation, and even though they say they're going to save you money from what you've got now, when the time comes to sell your house, you've created a liability that the potential buyer has to qualify to assume that liability of that lease. Okay. If you buy a system, you get 30% federal tax credit back for the cost of buying it. Okay. And... The projections you'll be told how much money you'll save, how much power you'll generate, take those with a grain of salt. Yes, yeah, certainly. And the, there's a guide online. I'm trying to remember if that's at energystar.gov or EPA. There's a guide online that the feds do that's very thorough, that based on where you live, you can see how much or little solar will pay off at your address. Gotcha. And do I need to contact then my electric company? Yeah, they have to. Well, actually, the company that you would contract with, they know the local rules and regulations. They, If they're any good at all, they have a relationship with your local power provider for the interconnect. Okay. Gotcha. So Thank you have you. to lay a lot of money out up front, but the beauty is over time, you save so much on electricity, and you also generate something that when you go to sell your home, creates a perceived value for the buyer that the only study ever done showed that people pay $17,000 more for a house with solar than one equivalent without. And I don't know how valid those numbers are today, but there's obviously a market benefit to the person who buys your house and what they save month after month. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I want you to know that I appreciate so much that you've just tuned into our podcast, that you had faith in the information and advice you get. You want more information from us? One of the best ways to get Clark Smart is with our free newsletters, Clark Daily, Clark Deals, and Travel Escape. Sign up now. You'll be able to unsubscribe at any time if you think I'm wasting your time. Go to Clark.com newsletters.